This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having an industry veteran, a man that has helped thousands and thousands of people get fit. Coming in from Scarsdale, Glenn, neighborhood trainers, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks so much for having me, Pete. So to start off, you know, I used to do a lot of karaoke uh, and I've been uh, sidelined for the last seven or eight months. And I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking maybe we could do um, from uh, from Mr. Rogers. We could just do I could just do a quick riff, you know, on, you know, uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my trainer? I I can appreciate that. Yeah, you might get a cease and desist, but we, you know, we'll deal with that afterwards. Any publicity is good publicity. Well, I always went with, uh, I think it was the Sesame Street one, who are the people in your neighborhood? And I thought, who are the trainers in your neighborhood? But I haven't gone there yet. All right, that's cool. All right, yeah, well, uh, probably not the time to be uh, infringing on IP, given everyone's right. going to take money out of somebody else's pocket right now because it's not right. rolling around. But uh, why don't you give your uh, your personal background and then, you know, I think one of the benefits of this podcast is really for our audience to really understand the value of the relationships between a, a member and a trainer, you know, going inside of the home and connecting with people where they want to work out and where they're comfortable. I think we've probably got another three to six months of, you know, psychological and behavioral adjustments. Um, and that actually probably turns into a, to a long-term, you know, trend. So far away. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see at least another six months of this, but uh, I guess I started exercising uh, as a teenager uh, and, and was pretty consistent throughout just, uh, just more maintain general fitness, never had a real serious goal except to maintain my health. Uh, in my twenties, I became more of a runner, uh, completed four marathons. And at that time, I decided uh, I just couldn't get enough fitness knowledge from magazines and went and got my first uh, trainer certification. Uh, funny because it came through the mail and it was on a VHS tape, the, uh, the studies, and uh, passed the test and just, I never did anything with it because I felt like there was this whole large piece that uh, I was missing about how to market myself as a trainer. Fast forward a number of years, and I'm living in New York City. I'm uh, living with my family in an apartment building that, that did have a small gym in it. And I noticed all of these uh, trainers working with some of my neighbors. This was mm-hmm. probably about 2006, 2007. And I said, you know, how do they, how do they uh, connect? And on the way in and out, there's always this work board with a bunch of business cards on it. Those business cards have uh, have uh, anything from cleaning services to maintenance to personal trainers on them. And I just felt like that was not the way to find the right trainer for work. Uh, so I decided to look at creating a website that was somewhat like a dating site slash what was out there at that point where the real estate uh, uh, listings as well, and sort of apply that to, you know, helping people find the right trainer. And that's where neighborhood trainers came out of. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been using, um, Thumbtack, Angie's list, uh, home advisor, you know, so it sounds like that's kind of the, 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 the 
good analogies to the platform that you built? Yeah, sort of. I mean, they definitely do it a bit differently because you're the the, the the payment structure for trainers is different. Mine is uh, you pay to be on the on the platform a very affordable rate, uh, and anything that the trainers get through there is 100 percent there. They're theirs. There's no additional okay. fees. There's no commissions, etc. Yeah, I mean it's interesting you say that because um, I moved to California several years ago. Um, back in New York now, but I was looking for someone to play tennis with. So went on this so site called Coach Up, and um, yes. and after my first um, session with the guy, he's like, "Hey man, can you do me a favor and like just pay me directly?" You know, because they were getting like a thirty five percent of every session. So right. That site kind of you know thought that they were a recurring lead generator. Where they would keep that, and it turns out that they probably have a lot of um, one-time payments of thirty-five percent, and they lose that relationship. You know, so right, and that's somewhere I didn't want to. I didn't want to go. I didn't feel it was necessary to be chasing trainers. For me, it's about building a long-term relationship. And I've had trainers. The site's been up since uh, two thousand ten. I've had trainers on the site since the beginning. And, and, you know, certain, certainly different increments uh, from there, seven years, five years, three years, you know, and so on. Uh, so it's for me, it's about the relationship, much the same way it's about a trainer-client relationship. And to maintain that for the long term is the way I feel, uh, you know, you can build a better business. And certainly those long-term relationships, uh, they extend out, you know, in referrals, et cetera. You know, so when you, when you take a look at what's happened recently, have you seen since this start of COVID a lot of personal trainers joining the site or a lot more activity to your platform uh, as people, you know, stay at home more and are trying to get the results that they want to achieve and know that, you know, they might not have the discipline um, or, or, you know, are being pushed hard enough on some of these, uh, you know, video on demand apps? Right. I think I've seen a different, I'd say, yeah, I've seen a different uh, activity level. Some trainers certainly got a deer in the headlights fear at the beginning to just say, I need to save as much money as I can and put a pause on it. Others came back, several came back on who I'd seen in the past. And also there were new trainers. So there was a mix there. Uh, as far as uh, people looking for uh, trainers. That was it. That was the interesting part for me because I saw, I see each trainer client uh, outreach. Uh, anytime someone reaches out to a trainer, I get a copy of it as well. And the messages were uh, were very, I guess, new to personal training. People reaching out for the first time saying, I have not been doing anything for the last two or three months and I need to get moving. I don't know what to do at my in my house. I don't know uh, what exercises I should be performing, and I need some help. So, second part of this segment we're doing with an enhanced audio. Glenn, welcome back to Halo Talks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, me. Glad to be here on the enhanced audio version. You got it. You got it. We're in HD 4.0 right now. So, you know, you, you, you were mentioning right before the uh, the commercial break, if you will. Maybe we'll get a sponsor by the time this this podcast launches for once. Um, 
you know, talking about the, that there are different types of people that are coming in and it's people that maybe are, are new to, to fitness and know that they want to stay in shape. So, you know, how are, how are trainers pricing this and how are trainers managing this? Are they, are they, you know, during the summer, are they meeting people at a park or in their backyard uh, or is this all kind of like connectivity over uh, like a zoom or some kind of uh, Vimeo platform? So I, I believe from all the conversations I had with trainers, uh, initially everything was over zoom as the numbers were rising and, you know, we really didn't know much about, uh, what was going on, but as numbers came down and we became more educated, people started to want to get out into the park and meet the train, meet their trainer in the open, uh, having a socially distanced, uh, training session. Uh, those who, you know, stayed on zoom, I think they priced their sessions a little bit, uh, cheaper cause they weren't traveling. They were, uh, and so they were saving time there. Some trainers have discounted their sessions, uh, for other reasons. Maybe they weren't paying for a gym fee, uh, right. things like that. But, um, I think everybody was trying to stay relevant and, um, and creative, uh, just to, you know, keep some revenue coming in and also make it uh, more palatable for uh, their existing clients as well as attracting new clients. Got it. Have you thought about with, with your platform, you know, it sounds like you're trying to be a helpful uh, lead generator, but not trying to embed yourself in the, uh, in the transaction side of this. Have you been approached or have you thought about potentially partnering with some of these groups that are out there um, that are, have designed software to facilitate the communication, whether that's off the top of my head or something called on Podio, there's Solon fitness. There's, I think, uh, maybe sweat at home. My client, my G Joe. Yep. Yeah. So have you approached any of those groups or do you, do you kind of want to stay independent and say, look, this is kind of my lane and I I don't want to contaminate that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I, I decided which lane I want to be in uh, for the simple reason that I'm trying to be the entrepreneur that's helping other uh, entrepreneurs build their businesses, be those entrepreneurs being those personal trainers. Uh, and so, you know, that I know all trainers want to keep as much as they can. And so I want to help facilitate them uh, growing their business directly with their clients so they can do that. Gotcha. And, and longer term, just like maybe at a higher, at a, at a macro level, do you feel that the dynamics and, and the relationships between a health club studio and the trainer or instructor um, is going to materially change? I feel like, you know, starting in April, you know, the, the, the instructors and the trainers basically said, you know, these are my members, your, your physical locations closed. They actually come here to see me. Um, and I'm basically just going to go up on Instagram and I'm going to go up on Facebook live and zoom. And, you know, I, yeah, I can say I was, I was a soul cycle instructor, but maybe I'm not coming back. Um, and I'm just going to kind of create my own business here. And do you think that these studios and the health clubs are going to have to rethink you know, whether it's the rev share or whether there's some other economic model that is going to be the new normal going forward. 
Well, I guess I think there's going to be a mix of everything in that. Um, well, I guess trainers and clients both had to walk away. So they had to reinvent the way they were training. The gyms are, are certainly going to have to decide when they're, when, once they're reopened and, and their members come back, how they're going to do it is, uh, is it going to change? I, I think there'll be a mix. I think there's just going to be, uh, certain, certain, uh, players that adapt and certain players that take a hard line that, that they want to go back to the way things were before that their members are their clients and they're not, I believe legally the, the client has the relationship with the gym and not necessarily the trainer. Uh, when they, uh, when they do purchase training through the gym, even though they, you know, are working specifically with a certain trainer. Um, so, you know, it's definitely going to evolve and some places are going to have to have a level of flexibility and others are going to just feel like they don't need to have that like, uh, level of flexibility. Got it. And, and, and the trainers that are, that are on your system or the trainers that, that you're, in touch with or have relationships with over the years, do you think that they become better, you know, business people, if you will, to understand like, Hey, if I'm going to actually go and do personal training full time directly to consumer, you know, there, there's a certain amount of hours, there's a certain amount of money they have to spend you know, on other things besides training. Yeah, I, I think that they can become better trainers uh, because they're they're looking at how much continuing education they have to take. They're looking they they have to have they have to have the resources for themselves. It's not being supplied by a gym, and they have to stay as much on the cutting edge uh, of things as possible. Because again, they're not in a feeding system where there's a uh, a membership uh, base that they're getting their clients from. Uh, when they're on neighborhood trainers, uh, they have a profile that lists where they can list all of their services, their experiences, and and all their certifications. So people can read through that and see what this trainer is all about. You know, if they played a sport when they were younger, they might see uh, something on that trainer's profile that connects with them and resonates with them. And then they want to contact that that trainer directly because of what they saw there, not necessarily because a trainer was next up in the gym. Are they, are they, are they placed with that, that trainer? Yes. I I got a trainer over the summer. Um, I actually didn't check your site before I did that, but I was specifically looking for a trainer specializing in 48 year old aspiring field goal kickers. Uh, because I bought uh, five footballs in a uh, field goal place uh, placement holder, and I would go down to the local um, field in Westbury uh, where I grew up, and uh, and I got kicked off the field by the maintenance guys there. They said no sporting events today, and I'm like, hey man, if I'm practicing field goals by myself at age 48 with no fan base, is that really a sporting event? No. <laughs> Uh, that's a separate conflict that I just want to bring up and make sure I had the audio recording of this. Yeah, you definitely would have found uh, a trainer or two on there that had some uh, a football playing background. And it's funny because my son actually said to me just the other day, maybe I should be a field goal kicker. They, they get paid well and they don't necessarily have to get, you know, hit a whole lot. Do you remember the guys that used to not wear shoot, like not wear a, 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 a cleat? 
like the barefoot kicking guys. Right. That, right. It's kind of gone by the wayside, thankfully. Yeah. Sure Cause now was. they have to actually make plays other than just kick the ball. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. The trick, the trick playing with the guy that doesn't have any shoe wear is probably that that's a, he's probably get paid more to have a key man insurance policy or something. Right. I hear it. I hear it. So, you know, what, what do you see the future from a standpoint of, you know, before COVID, uh, you know, they've probably done, looked at thousands of health club and fitness studio related uh, income statements. You typically have like 10% of people are using a personal trainer at a membership base, 25% are going in using group exercise. You know, the rest are kind of on their own um, doing their own workouts. You know, DC, a, proliferation of personal training or small group training going forward? Do you think people are actually going to take better care of themselves and invest more money in their health, given that the reason why people go down from COVID is mostly because of diabetes, obesity, and hypertension? Yeah, I do, actually. It's funny. I've had that conversation a lot with 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 people who are members of gyms and and, and just people who exercise regularly. I feel that if nothing else comes out of uh, COVID, I mean, what is such a tragedy? Uh, but but um, if nothing else, I think people will take better care of themselves. I mean, there has to be, or people must learn that there's a level of personal accountability for your own health that you need to uh, take on. Uh, as you said, you know, the, the the healthier you are, the less risk factors you have the better uh, prepared you are for not just fighting off COVID, but fighting off any disease. So ultimately I believe that, that people have got to look at that and, and they will, I think, take more uh, interest in personal training. I would think maybe not all for the long haul necessarily for those people who have relationships with their trainers for years and years, but pockets here and there, almost such as uh, the way someone might reach out to an accountant for some help, temporary help for, uh, you know, a month or two or a few, you know, a few months or, or legal help for a little while um, and then get back to doing it by themselves. And then, you know, a year later, do some more, more uh, check-in. But again, there's going to be those people who realize they're going to, they're in it for the long haul with the trainer because they, they fully understand they can't do it themselves. And they want somebody around them uh, constantly to keep them on point and keep them on, on goal. Yeah. No, on, the, on the personal accountability front, then we'll wrap this up here because I know you got to go. Um, before COVID, I read an article that some of these casual dining restaurants were going to make the booths and the seats bigger to accommodate larger people. And I'm like, that is not the solution, my friends. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, hundred percent. That is, that's, that's, funny and sad at the same time yeah yeah so in closing here you want to give us a uh quote that uh one of your favorite quotes or things that people uh hear you say all the time oh my gosh uh what do i say all the time uh similar to what i was saying before you know you i tell people a lot so you can you can order in your dinner you can send out your dry cleaning but nobody else can work out for you you've got exercise for yourself exercise for yourself welcome to the neighborhood glad good talking to you hope to see you back in the city but we'll allow you to stay in the suburbs until everything passes and we get back to the new normal thanks again uh, for thanks time. so much Pete. hear from you all right buddy thanks take care 
As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.